hamster with a blunt penknife would do it quicker. Welcome back to Hamster with a Blunt Penknife, the Doctor Who commentary podcast. I am a very excited man today. I am here with the magnificent Fiona Tomney. Say hello, Fiona. Hello, Fiona. Oh, thank you. You got it out of the way straight away. How are you today? <laughs> I'm really, really well. We um, okay. This has been this is a podcast that's taken some scheduling to get here, hasn't it? We've uh, we've done some work to to be together today. Absolutely. I actually was sort of starting to feel really bad about it because I, I sort of don't like mucking people about. And um, at the start, I think it, it was sort of like you were getting the time differences on yeah. your end. And, and you were so apologetic oh. and I felt so bad. I was like, it's okay, it's okay. And then I just had my life turned a bit um, insane and I had to cancel on you um, a couple of times and then I was like, oh, I hope he doesn't think I don't no, want to do it. Not at so, all. Um, can you believe the amount of Australians that I've had on this that I've got the time difference wrong? But what I've, I've, come, <laughs> I've come to learn is that Australia is a big place with lots of different time zones in it. That's right. So, yeah, you did actually get it wrong tonight because um, oh, you no. put me in Eastern. So that's why I said, can we do it half an hour later? <laughs> I'm still getting it wrong. <laughs> Honest to God. Well, okay, so this is not your first podcast experience, but your first was not so long ago, wasn't it? No, it was um, Flight Through Entirety doing the Vincent and the Doctor episode, which um, I was very lucky to do that because I absolutely love that story. So it was very, very easy to um, talk about with um lots of passion and joy and uh emotion it was um very special so hopefully tonight's episode oh. even though it's um it's a classic episode i will be equally enthusiastic i'm sure don't you worry i'll bring it out of people somehow <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um <laughs> i mean that's that's a, a fabulous do you know what i'm almost like they're taking notes as the flight for entirety guests turn up i'm like right she's amazing right i'm gonna have her next right <laughs> but obviously we'd already spoken before hadn't we so that wasn't so like that wasn't such a a leap to say hi come on my podcast you know yeah <laughs> well why don't you tell everybody yeah. what we are going to talk about today you've said it's a classic it is a it's a well it's not just a classic it's probably my favorite um, my all-time favourite from the classic series, which is the Tom Baker episode, Terror of the Zygons. And I, um, this, is, this went to air in 1975 um, when I was four years old. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm not 100% sure I watched it on the first ABC uh, transition because I know we did have we did used to have a lot of repeats back then but I definitely remember watching it at a very very young age and um, and I know that I did watch um, Doctor Who when I was in junior primary school sort of around the age of five or six um, purely because my um, teacher also watched it and I remember talking to her about it and we actually only had a black and white TV so we used to um, have a little session where we got to do just free drawings like we got a sheet of paper and colored pencils and did drawings 
and and it was on reams of computer paper because back then computers oh, were a bit like yeah. the ones in the Green Death. Um, <laughs> like like just it was like a paper with like room. um with like the, the the strips either side with the little holes with that sort of paper. yeah with the little oh, holes yeah, in yeah. yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah, me too. So um, we, we used to get all reams of that to draw on. And I one day I wanted to draw the TARDIS and I had to ask someone, somebody else in the class um, what colour the TARDIS was because uh-huh. my TV was only black and white. Oh, <laughs> and no. then someone said it's blue and I didn't believe them. <laughs> I thought they were lying. So when did you first see Doctor Who? I don't know what colour I thought it was, but I didn't believe it was blue. <laughs> so you would have seen this in black and white? The first time. Yeah. Yeah. Fiona, this story is scary enough, but take away the colour. I'm telling you That sounds terrifying. Oh, yeah, it really was terrifying. It oh, really fair. was terrifying. But for some reason, I kept watching. So I watched um, a lot of those really, really scary episodes, like the Ark in Space. Um, the Seeds of at Doom? At a really, really young age. Oh, my word. I yeah. And they're, and they're kind Absolutely. of they're kind of shot in a way that's kind of sympathetic for black and white as well, because they? they're really shadowy and really creepy. Yeah, Ooh, I might give that a go one day. And then know. we also had um, a repeat run of the Pertwees right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So there was literally um, one night where I sat down to watch Doctor Who, and it was the episode one of Spearhead from Space. So we had the TARDIS land, and this strange person fell out of. Um, face first out of the TARDIS and of course I was like what's going on and I don't know how because back then I wasn't involved with fandom so I had no one to explain it but somehow as a child you just pick it up and accept it and understand it and follow it. Okay well I've got um, another question on top of that then what was when did you first see Doctor Who in colour? Um I guess when we either at somebody's hat house or when we got a colour TV but I'm not sure I mean it was sometime in the 70s late 70s I guess when we got our first colour TV I'm, I'm, I'm sorry so, you, you've opened up a whole new world to me now the thought of just literally turning the colour down and seeing how these stories look because I think with some of them like, <laughs> I'm talking about Colin Baker's time but doing that might be a bit sympathetic <laughs> to the story yeah <laughs> hey, watch um, Warriors of the Deep with oh. the colour down <laughs> Or like the twin dilemma with those garish costumes, you know? <laughs> Honestly, God. Yeah. Well, we have got four yeah. gripping episodes of Tom Baker's watch. Um, shall we skip into episode one? Absolutely, yes. So we're recording now. So I will count us in then if you're ready. Yep. In five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Oh, we've got the. We go. we've, now this has got to be one of the best opening se- opening title sequences. Oh, for sure. I mean, this was this I your mean, first? Was this your? Was this your like? A, yes, your... and this and that was like I'm still absolutely love that photo of Tom Baker. I think it's the best photo of him ever. Probably the best photo of anybody ever. Actually, it That's just gorgeous, it? every time I see it, I'm just like, ooh. You got a you got a, a hugely um, atmospheric opening here on an oil rig, but I don't know if you know many people from Scotland. I'm going to tell you now, they don't all go around talking about haggis and wee willies and. and uh, all... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's just like we don't all. Well, actually, we do have kangaroos um, around here, oh, okay. generally. 
<laughs> but only because I live on a farm. <laughs> but generally, we don't. Is that a, is that a boomerang <laughs> flying around your head? I see. <laughs> nobody, nobody uses boomerangs. But um, yeah, this scene came in for a lot of flack because just because of the special effects. And to be honest, like, and yeah, like this bit coming up with the polystyrene. <laughs> um, oil rig being destroyed but at the time that's the thing it never bothered me and it doesn't bother me now because it's it's dark the music is so atmospheric and it's generally like you know like what is going on this is a real true moment of peril you know like it's that, um, that shot it's being utterly destroyed. You don't know what's going on that shot there with the rig against the moon and it kind of blows up that's that's pretty atmospheric i think yeah. Oh, now this takes me to my happy place, this one. Just that I love the music and it's just so, like, this team, they just, they love each other. They really do, in a, you know, in a perfect companionable way, not a not a we fancy each other kind of way. Um, and just, like, Harry with the doctor's scarf and Sarah with his I hat and how they're it. all kind of, like, walking several paces behind him like he's the he's royalty, which he is. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it's a shame it ended here, isn't it? Like, I could have seen more of this, oh, these yeah. three together. I think I think Ian Martha is is worth his weight in gold. Like he brought that. There's a really interesting dynamic between the third Doctor and Sarah and the fourth Doctor and Sarah. Yeah. You add Harry to the mix, and it just sings, doesn't it? Ah, oh, wonderful! And uh, I did get a laugh at this very old Range Rover here, like the seventies version of the Range Rover. Are Range Rovers considered posh in the UK? They're considered uh, quite a posh vehicle. I think thing. then, but not so much now. Then, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. uh, you said to me that yesterday you watched this with your husband in preparation for this. Yeah. So how did he find it? <laughs> well, to be honest, like he actually kept... Um, dozing off but not oh. because it was boring but because he was really tired and he and he does sleep through a lot of really good tv but um there were also lots of moments that you know he he did definitely enjoy them and um but uh, he didn't sort of because he never watched it as a child he um didn't have that same nostalgia value that i had so i was referring to lots of things that he sort of didn't really understand what the reference was um yeah. Oh, here's oh, the we've got the brig. On. Yeah, isn't he great? I, I, oh, I feel like just when, when Tom Baker says that he has like a gift for comedy just by playing everything so straight, it's really true. Like he's hilarious at times. Oh, that everybody talks about the twinkle, and you can spot it even when he's later he's talking to the Duke. Like he's still got that sort of little twinkle in his eye, and. I think the Duke has a bit of a twinkle too. Like oh, he's actually, yes. John Woodnut is a funny oh. guy. Like his, some <laughs> of his delivery, even when he's brute on it, like <laughs> it's pretty good. He's on the special features. There's like interviews with him on the special features. And he clearly loved doing this. Like loved doing Doctor Who in general, but he really enjoyed doing oh. this one. And I think it's a lot to do with Douglas Canfield. Uh, like no one's got a bad yeah. word to say about Douglas Canfield on any of the like yeah. the special features. 
he's he was one of the best directors, wasn't he? Like this is peerlessly directed. Oh, definitely. Yeah, like the action. Yeah. Oh, look at the straight face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Sarah's just kind of like she's just taking the piece. She's just like, I'm not gonna be upstaged by you. <laughs> and the brigadier's just kind of got that sort of like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact he's wearing a kill, you know? What does he say? I know. Um, like, what is it? My name's Lethbridge Stewart. My clan's Stewart. <laughs> he must, I tell you what, though, he must have, they must have all been freezing because that weather outside, it looks like they filmed it in definitely not summer anyway. That so was filmed, Fiona, in Sussex. And I was brought up in Sussex, and I'm telling you now, it's a very cold place. <laughs> it does look absolutely freezing and um have you spent much yeah. time over in england have you have you been to england much i have um three times but I, i'm not sure if i've been to sussex though did you manage to get I'll clement to weather was it was it nice and chilly when you were well, here? <laughs> when i went to scotland i've been there twice and the first time i was there we had beautiful sunshine oh, pretty wow. much the whole time oh, and it great. i think it rained on the day we were leaving edinburgh to come back head back to into england so because um i packed all these warm clothes and just ended up carrying them around <laughs> as a t-shirt time and then the second time i've got this um absolutely freezing my butt, butt off photo at edinburgh castle where um i did the stupid thing like i won't need my coat i'll leave it on the coach and just be out there with my jumper and everything and i was so cold I went so to cold. I went to Edinburgh so in January and it was minus ten while I was there. I was freezing cold. Oh, 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 oh. This was April, but it still was quite cold. I sort of thought April being spring might be a little bit warmer. We did get some warm days in London, but generally it was pretty much like um, heaters on everywhere, wearing a coat. I'm, and, I'm, glad. Um, I'm glad you had an accurate yeah. depiction of England then. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, but like, I loved it. I loved it. Is, this is set in Scotland. Obviously, it's filmed in Sussex. Yeah, you yeah. can't really tell the difference. Like a lot of England looks very similar. A lot of, sort of Britain looks very similar. Yeah. Oh, here's Mister. Well, Huff. they sort of do later. They do the heather and all the sort of which yeah. kind of people associate, like the moors, and so um, yeah. You, if you didn't know. And like I think with with the the advent of the pub landlord, who is like the most Scottish character I've ever seen in anything. Oh, poor old Angus! Oh, you're That's convinced. That's my eldest son's name, actually. Oh, Angus. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Look at look at Tom Baker's face. He looks furious. I know. He has some of his best moments in this story. Just where he's just does that real growly thing, like "Why have you called me back?" and then. And then he sort of turns it into sort of like, oh, okay, I'll save you all kind of thing. Have you got anything better do to do today? <laughs> it's very different from John Perley, isn't it? Who was all, all yeah. very kind of ecologically, you know, um, based. Whereas Tom Baker goes, you know, oil and emergency. Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh. And then he's like, oh, well, I'm a bit bored. I'll help you out. <laughs> you haven't got Very well. To when do we start? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom Baker basically oh. just stepped into this role, didn't he? And he just had it. Like, he just... Oh. 
Oh, here he he's is. So comfortable. They told me in the village. Besides being the best. So he starts. Gorgeous. I met um Sladen. I got to meet her. Did you? Where? What a convention? Yeah, she came to Sydney with um her husband and Sadie. I think Sadie was about ten at the time, maybe. Mm-hmm. And oh, I tell you what, it did not disappoint. It was kind of like meeting a three-dimensional version of of um, Sarah. Just um, just this week, um, Sadie has agreed to do one of these commentaries uh, on one of her oh! stories. How amazing is that going to be? I think I, I bet she's got some incredible stories to tell. Yeah, no, her um, like her, she, she could not have been lovelier, and she went out of her way to make sure that my experience meeting her was a wonderful one. Like she was really kind and gracious. Um, yeah, absolutely lovely, beautiful, of course, um, and yeah, and. Um, had a really nice chat with her husband as well. Like he was a really nice man. Oh, what's um, his name? Brian, Brian, Brian Miller. That's Brian, yeah. Brian Miller. Yeah. Yeah. The He's one, a very good actor. The one time I met Elizabeth Sladen, <clears throat> it was in, uh, I've got to be honest, like a pretty shoddily run convention. It was quite a, quite a small one in Crawley yeah. in my hometown. And, um, so, and it, we, we only really had like two minutes with her like you had to get a get a signature get a picture and then move on and i took this book this um uh missing adventures book which had like a, a picture of her on the front and she was appalled by the like the likeness of the drawing and she went well that doesn't, oh. that doesn't look like me at all like that, will you sign it still and she's like yeah of course i will like she was lovely no wrong but yeah i would have loved to have seen oh, more see. of her Oh, here we are. We've got like a Scottish um, myth being told here now, isn't it? The boys that oh, went onto yeah. the heath. Sight. <laughs> yeah. It's Sarah's quite... Got a, is quite kind to him. Like, under like the unit soldiers later, they're really quite nasty to him, really. Like they've just taken over his house and and just invade it. And they just basically, they're, I think they're quite rude to him. And then the poor guy, his end is really quite oh, horrible. horrible. And, yeah. and I remember that really, really scared me. That that, um, like that nurse, Sister Sister Lamont, is it? Oh. Okay. Yeah. So I saw this when nurse I was Ratchet. seven. Yeah, Nurse Ratchet, yeah. Yeah. I saw this first when I was seven years old and I remember my mum bought it for me and we watched it. She fell asleep on the sofa. I was down by her legs watching this in the dark and that nurse, I just couldn't get up. I was so scared. Oh, here's that big, that poor man coming out of the sea. A lovely Harry trying to rescue him. Look at that shot of it. That's, I mean, that's filming, isn't it? It looks good, doesn't it? Oh. Just frames really well. Can I confess something to you, Fiona? What's that? Um, so I live on on the coast, and I've reenacted yeah. that scene of that man coming out of the water more times than I care to remember. I've been a sea devil coming <laughs> out of the water. Not too cold for you, People are like, what's he doing coming out of that ring? I'm like, oh, don't worry. I'm having my own fun, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I hope you did it in summer. (laughs) It was always pretty cold, if I'm honest. Oh, look at Ian Martyr. I mean, 
I think he's like he's the depiction of like the the like the British hero, you know, square jawed. He just looks fabulous. But he's an actor. When I watched it originally, I was just um, not that fussed about Harry. Like I didn't dislike him, but I wasn't that fast. And even with Sarah, like I, she wasn't one of my favourites when I was younger because I um, back then. I was a bit of a tomboy and my I wanted to be George from the Famous Five and my heroes were people like Jodie Foster and Tatum O'Neill and Christy o, um, Oh, Christy, there was another American actress, Christy McNichol. Yeah, so those kind of like girls who were all kind of a little bit tough and a little bit out there and doing stuff. And Sarah always seemed to me like because, you know, she was all sort of like going, oh, oh. <laughs> and <laughs> And of course, there was Leela came after, so of course, oh, yeah. like, oh, Leela's really cool. But now, like, well, one, I, with Leela, I don't so much like the character, but I just think, wow, Louise Jameson oh, is a, an amazing actress. You can't take but your eyes Sarah off Sarah now. I know. Well, you have a oh, but have a good look at what Sarah goes through in those three years. Because if that was me, I'd be screaming and falling into bogs and all sorts as well. If I, if I was going through that stuff. I know I would be I'd be screaming and crying and basically saying drop me off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's no way at the end of this episode I'd be getting back in that TARDIS even when <laughs> when Tom Baker gave me puppy dog eyes I would be saying no. I mean, in, this, in this story she gets attacked with a pitchfork for goodness sakes like no. I'd be like no it's all right I'll stick to the journalism it's safer. Yeah. <laughs> oh we just there's no way. Keep back. We've just missed that bit oh, where yeah. the bagpipe. Oh, Foxy! Hello, Foxy! <laughs> shot. Oh my word! Oh, see, oh, see, Zygons would be have to be one of my favourite monsters, and I do not like the modern <gasps> version ne of them. Neither do I. They're a bit oh, too rubbery, aren't they? Well, I'll tell you why. What what makes the Zygons work back here is for starters, at the moment, we're just seeing glimpses of them. We're seeing there's all those like really scary sounds, like the real sort of sounds. That's astonishing. Kind of Can you do that again? We're that seeing was... glimpses. Thank you. <laughs> and all this sort of like the hands and those scary blobby controllers, the lighting, all the reds and yellows and greens and it's dark and the whispering voices in the modern one it's just like a guy in a suit in the bright sunshine it's... and they're almost like a comedy figure yeah, but there's I no agree. way these guys are comedy figures yeah. they are scary like really, this really is scary being directed by somebody who knows how to like carry the suspense throughout the first episode and just show you bits and bobs yeah. but but like other directors have done that he does it with overlays and sound effects and it's really well done Oh, that sound even, like the um, oh, yeah. the sound of that, the little signal thing. I think, I always feel like the, the sound designers on Doctor Who don't get enough credit. Like, I think some, a lot oh. of the scares come from the sounds sometimes. Yeah. That little bleeping. And now we've got Nurse Ratchet. Here. Oh, my God. It still gives oh. me a chill now. I'm, I'm a little bit on edge. Hmm. Really scary. It's the bit where she goes. I um, think got shot down. Was just 
Like that was just brutal. And you, at the time, you didn't know whether he was shot dead or. Mm. I mean, fortunately, he wasn't. But and the look on the doctor and Sarah's face, like they're really genuinely like yeah. concerned, you know. And the doctor's sort of trying to be like, "Oh yeah, he's fine," but you can see by his face that he's really worried about him. One thing I noticed yeah. um, watching through this was there were lots of sequences, uh, lots of filmic sequences where there's no dialogue at all, where it's all just being done mm. with very clever. Dream. And Doctor Who normally, because of the light, it's a small budget show, they have to do a lot with words. Like they have to explain a lot rather than show. Yeah. Whereas in yeah. this, I feel like you've got a, almost like a, a director with cinematic aspirations. And that whole scene with like Harry on the hill being shot, there's not a, a word uttered, is there, in that whole sequence? Yeah, because it doesn't need to be. Yeah, it's not all that annoying exposition. And uh, Fiona, yeah. I've got a question for you, Mr. Benton. Uh, what do you think of Mr. Benton? Mr. Ben <laughs> well, I've met Mr. Benton too. Oh and... no! Oh no! Come on! <laughs> oh dear! How was he, it? He's a very nice man. He's um. That's that's all I. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I've had a few confessions about meetings with John Levine while doing these, you know. <laughs> it's been quite interesting. I'll let you go first because I don't want to say too much. I've never but met he him. Was, he, was very, he was very nice. I've just heard there's a level of eccentricity there, that's all. Yes, yes. Like, um, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Look at this. But the other person I've met is the gorgeous Nick Courtney. You never did. And I have, and not just met him, I have literally been cuddled by Nick Courtney. I feel like this needs a bit more explanation. Yeah, well, because he was at one of my first conventions I ever went to, and I sort of knew the guys. It's sort of like a lot of the Sydney crew you would know now. Um, before Nathan's time, before he came along. Um, but, yeah, we sort of had, it was at, um, it was before we used to do the nice hotel one. So it was actually at this um, Sydney University in summer with no air conditioning in some dodgy building. And we were having, we had a barbecue um, dinner and we were sitting around eating this and um, Nick was sort of looking a little bit sort of uncomfortable. And then he turned to me and said, Oh, your name's Fiona. Did you know that in the series I was meant to have a wife named Fiona? And I said, oh. So so then he got talking to me. And then for the rest of the convention, I was known as his wife, Fiona. So he, wow. like, just played up the part as a little comedy thing. So he'd come and give me a cuddle and a kiss. And um, so, yeah, I was, and, of course, I was loving it. Fiona. He's a very handsome man. Was Nick Courtney flirting with you? Yes, and I was <laughs> um, enjoying every moment. I think I was only about 17 or 18 or something oh, like that. I was, I was fairly young, but um, I was loving it. And he's a really, like, he's a big man, like a yeah. really tall, like he's well over six foot, really broad across the shoulders, like a really handsome man. I mean, I'm not going to go too much and, into, into my personal life, but those those people give the best hugs, you know, the, the big blokes, you know. Oh, yes, I 
I was very, very spoiled. So I and I do, and I've got some lovely autographs as well. Like he he signed a few things. Um, I've still got somewhere, but and it was literally to my darling wife Fiona. Oh, and, come da, da, da. On. and then he wrote, although Doris is now a part of my life, I will never forget that you were the first. <gasps> like he literally wrote that. That is oh my words. I'm sorry to interrupt. That cliffhanger was extraordinary. And I just looked away and missed it. What was, which one was it? <laughs> it was... One, the next one is the one which is a bit rubbish, but there's a brilliant which which should have been a cliffhanger. So I must make sure that I point that out when we come to it. This one is where oh, yes, Sarah's the on the phone. The, when in the chamber. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Sarah's on the phone yes, and the, the Zygon kind of comes at her and the camera's right in the Zygon's face. Yes, I can tell you now, I would be definitely screaming. Um, and she gives a very good convincing oh, scream. But like, yes, I would I would be screaming. So at the time when I was, you know, about five or something, I was like, oh, wimp. But <laughs> I can tell you now that I would have definitely be screaming. <laughs> well, that was a, that was a... charitable as a child, really. <laughs> You're just like, oh, you wimp. <laughs> just get attacked by a giant scary monster <laughs> a giant alien fetus you know i know 